Welcome to VidFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. This is a new segment titled Perspectives. Each episode will feature perspectives about vitiligo from our family members, friends, colleagues, associates, and from our youth. For more information about VidFriends Podcast, you can visit us at www.vidfriends.org. You can also call me at 1-844-374-3639, extension 4. You can also email me at lllpodcasts at gmail.com. BitFriends Podcast is sponsored by my Vitiligo team. It would be a disservice not to highlight that genital area often is affected. Uh, breast area often is affected. And it's worth just speaking frankly about it because these areas are so key to our identity as human beings. We should recognize it, right? And like, it turns out, like, if you don't ask people about it, half of people will go into the, uh, the visits thinking to themselves, hey, this vitiligo on my genitals is what I'm really most worried about. But half of the people who go in with that thought in their head at the beginning won't say anything about it unless you ask them. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So today I have a very unique and special show. Now, I'm going to let our listeners know for this show, it may be a little, you know, it's going to be a great show, but some people may feel a little sensitive about the topic. And if that is the case, we truly understand. However, we want you to be open-minded and listen to the discussion that we're going to have. And our topic is the elephant in the room, which is going to talk about my body, intimacy, and intimate encounters while having vitiligo. So we're going to have that discussion, and we know it could be a sensitive topic for some people. And we just want you to keep that in mind. And also, um, if you have young children, this is not a discussion for them to hear. But as a parent, that is your choice to have that discussion with your child or children. I have a panel with me today. I have Monica. Welcome, Monica. Hey. Then I have Elena. Welcome, Elena. Hey there. I have Javon. Welcome, Javon. Hey, what's going on? So we're going to go ahead and dig into our conversation. And, and here's the thing. We're all going to be very open. And, and candid with our discussion. And, you know, all of us have a different walk of life. We have different experiences um, with life and with our vitiligo. So we're just going to be honest about it. So we're gonna, uh, my first topic is, and I'm going to put it just like this, you know, there was Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. You know, that's one of those things. We don't mention him. We don't talk about Bruno. But with our discussions in the vitiligo community, we don't talk about sex. We don't talk about intimacy. We don't talk about um, because of vitiligo, because of the location, and for people that don't know what that is, that is uh, vitiligo in the genital areas. We don't talk about those things. It's kind of taboo, so we don't want, we don't want to hear that. So let's open it up. Why are we afraid as a community, as a whole, to discuss you know these romance and sexuality and intimacy in our vitiligo support communities and Whoever's interested in talking first, you just jump jump right in. I can start if that's okay. Oh yes. All right. So um, 
first of all, I would like to mention that I think everyone has a different experience because of the age that they developed the vitiligo. Um, I was very young. I was eight years old. So, um, you know, um, when I was building my identity, I already had vitiligo. And so that uh, obviously affected my entire life, including the intimacy. And uh, I have to say that for me, it was always a huge, huge problem. I think it was like perhaps the biggest issue really was the fear of someone seeing it um, in my intimate parts. Um, even like, and I don't know why, I always had this fear that someone is just gonna like grab my pants and put them down and like, you know, see everything. And I don't know where right. that came from. Um, because obviously no one would ever do it, you know, I don't know why this was haunting me. Um, and I think uh, growing up with vitiligo would make you feel like, you know, sometimes kids bully you and they do stupid things and you really don't know what can happen. And so that was freaking me out for a very long time. And I think it um, affected my sexual life um, very badly at the beginning, you know, because I was very very insecure and it took me a long time to find my ways of how to embrace it and really truly accept myself as i am so that um i can enjoy my sexual life and i don't have to feel shy and embarrassed you know because um you don't have to feel like that if you have vitiligo so yeah, that's my story. We can talk about some details later, perhaps. But, you know, I think it's good to say, like, what is the background we're coming from um, and how it looked like when, you know, we started um, thinking about sex life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Javon, you want to jump in? Um, I mean, honestly, I think the reason why it's not really talked about is, I mean, it could be kind of offensive. I mean, I've had a lot of partners that weren't really, you know, didn't really know how to bring that topic up or how to share that. Or if they did have curiosity, they didn't, you know, know how to ask me about it. Cause you know, it could be, it thought it could be offensive to me or they didn't know how to say it to me, you know? So I've always approached it, you know, to be, to be open and honest, you know, with my vitiligo, you know, like if you have questions, you know, you can ask me if, you know what I'm saying? You want to know experience, you know, that I've had, you know, how I'll, I'll explain those things to you so I mean for me it's always been you know if, if you don't know something like a lot of people are afraid because they're not educated or they don't know about something so you right. know I try to I try to I try to enlighten the situation instead of you know what I'm saying like not instead of approaching it a different way like not you know what I'm saying being scared or you know what I'm saying not knowing how to you know what I'm saying open that type of situation I try to make it an open situation from the beginning so I haven't really had too many bad situations in my life or embarrassing situations, you know what I'm saying? But um, right. I, that's that's one thing, like, in the later years of my life, and, you know, having a bit of life going and, and, you know, relationships and, you know, people not wanting to really talk about it or trying to skip around the subject. I just try to make it open from the beginning, you know? So that, that's really right. my approach to it. I'm going to go throw it. Thank you, sir. I'm going to throw it over to Elena and then I'll follow up. <clears throat> so a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, my background. Um, I actually had a parent who had the condition. Um, and so I grew up with it. 
Um, and so when I started to experience it personally my, on myself, you know, it wasn't a trigger for me. I didn't see anything wrong with it. It, it was natural. It was normal. I mean, obviously it was different. And so, um, um, I didn't, I didn't get, develop the condition until I was already an adult, like 20. So I already had a keen sense of self. Um, um, however, um, outside of just sexuality, but more or less dating, I think as a woman, I started to question, um, whether or not, <clears throat> not that I was attractive or whether or not someone would want to date me. And, um, losing all of my pigmentation, you know, would that be attractive to someone else? And so, you know, I often thought about that. I don't think that it prohibited me or that it um, took me out of the dating pool. I didn't feel like I wasn't attractive, but that was always in the back of my mind. Okay, so if I'm dating this person or we get into a relationship and I lose all of my pigmentation, would this person still be attracted to me? Um, and so I think for me, it wasn't necessarily about the act of sex or genitals or, or any of that. It was just about um, just the long-term effects when you're talking about dating um, and being in a relationship with someone. So that's my overall perspective. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, <clears throat> so within our communities, because I know a lot of times what we have are meetings we talk about how vitiligo has affected us emotionally uh physically like through depression anxiety and all that but we never really talk about like we're talking like we we never talk about the impact of vitiligo in a relationship you know whether we have insecurities and you know and i'm gonna be honest i did i had some insecurities because i didn't develop vitiligo until 25 26 and when you start to see your body change, you're like, hold up now, you know, that wasn't there before, but now there's a spot. Now, if I know, if I notice it, then my partner's going to notice it. And I'm wondering, well, what's going to be the response? And I think in our community, we don't want to talk about those things because it's so personal. It's so sensitive, but we have to talk about it because we're going to have young children growing up with the same challenges and i think as the adults <clears throat> we should be able to say hey here are some tools that you can use to help you through that um here's something you could do if you're feeling this way about you know you're you're in a romantic relationship and you're afraid to take your clothes off you know um and it's funny um we had a discussion with dr huang and it's on one of the other podcasts and that was one of the things he talked about you know when you develop um, mucosal vitiligo, which is basically vitiligo on your genitals, it is challenging. He said most of his, um, and that excerpt will be at the beginning. So if you listen to the podcast, you heard in the beginning, um, most of his patients don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about it, but they don't know how. They're afraid. Do I bring this up to my doctor? Do I say anything? How it's affecting me? How I feel about it? And the thing is, we don't mention it at all. We don't bring it up at all. But I think if it takes one or two brave souls to open that, that box and talk, then others will join in and say, I feel the same way. I was thinking the same thing. 
I was afraid. And I think what we're doing here in this group, we're opening up those those channels for people to say, you know what, I was thinking that, and I'm glad y'all said it because I was afraid to talk about it. I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know what to say because I thought people would judge me. And I'm talking about within the vitiligo community because we are very judgmental. And I even know sometimes we become so super religious within vitiligo that we forget that we're still people. And yes, I'm saying it. We do. I, I, I've seen it. I've heard it. And then we're going to jump to another part of the discussion where people can jump in. I've seen it within our community. Once somebody develops vitiligo, we see them as a saint. And I'm going to say it right now. We are people and we come with different things. You know, we have people in our community that love themselves to the point they don't mind. They, they, they'll be in exhibitions. I'll show you what you want to see it. I'll show it to you. We have people that are not on that level. They feel, you know, what I have to show is private. So they keep it private. We have people that are very promiscuous. We have people that are relationship oriented. So we have all these different types of people. We got people in our community that engage in illegal activities, some that don't. So we can't put people in this pedestal of you have vitiligo, so you become the saint. No, we're people. And we have to honor and respect each other for our choices, our decisions, what we do, what we don't do. If it's not affecting you, then leave people alone, you know? And I say that, um, and I say that, and, I, and we're gonna get into this for a little bit. I, I saw an article, a young lady in our vitiligo community posted. And in her post, it showed some skin. Yeah, it showed off her vitiligo skin and it showed off her derriere. And I'm like, okay, I saw nothing wrong with it. She was talking about vitiligo, showing off her vitiligo, but somebody else got offended and was trying to tell her, you know, I don't need to see that on my page. I don't need to see that on my timeline and blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, if you don't want to see it, you can unfollow, you can scroll to the next post. You don't have to look at it. That's your choice. But you don't want, you don't need to make somebody else feel bad about their choices. You know, maybe you're not their target audience. Something to think about. Because we have a lot of men and women in our community that will show off their skin. They're bare at all. Hey, you want to see me? This is me. Spots and all. And if you're offended by it, don't look at it. Plain and simple. Don't look at it. But don't throw your religious views and everything else on somebody else because, you know, this is them. They're living their life. Let them live their lives. Anybody else want to jump in? I'm sorry. That was that was my my rant, y'all. So I'm back. <laughs> so I, I do really quickly. So I remember last year or the year before um, where we were we were having a conversation, Mark, and we first wanted to talk about how we were people first. Right. And so I think even with that, I don't know, identity uh, imposter syndrome of being saints or thinking that we're saints now that we're, we have this condition. Um, I'm not quite sure that something that somebody already, how they already feel about themselves or see themselves in some capacity. Um, I think that having the condition puts you in a very small population of people and so, you know, you become unique and different. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think um, <clears throat> all the different traits that you mentioned of all the different people that have all these different things going on, I think that they're just already that way anyway. 
Right. And vitiligo is just something that you have or that you acquire. Um, mm-hmm. And so if a person is promiscuous, then they were That's already they promiscuous. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, if they're the type of person who is an exhibitionist, it's probably who they were. If they're a little more reserved or conservative or, you know, hyper-religious. Absolutely. That's kind of who that's who they were already, and it just so happens that they have this condition. Um, and so, if we can kind of step away from that a little bit, um, this is just who they are, who we are, um, outside of the condition. I think that it's very. Um, I'm going to use a, a a pun here. It's very easy to spot us in a. Right, right. <laughs> Um, and so I think that having, understanding that, you know, it can be pressure, um, it can be, um, you can just feel like you are, um, just under a microscope. And so you may take your actions, um, of yourself and others under real, um, scrutiny. And so I just think that sometimes, and again, these are, I, I've never experienced any of these things that you have discussed, but if I can just lend my own perspective on it, oh, yeah. um, you know, I think that we can be a little hard on ourselves and on others because you can't miss us a lot of the time. Right. You know, so that's my perspective. But- we thank you for your perspective. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> let's hear from Javon. I know you got something to say, bro. Yeah, man. Um, so for me, like, like when you say like people look at us as saints, I think people automatically associate, you know, a bit of like, I mean, like people in the people know how hard like life is and how this world is. So I think when people see us with a bit of like, they automatically associate with like maybe, you know, we had a hard life for, you know what I'm saying, the tease and all the, the, the negative, the negative things that we had to go through. So automatically, you know what I'm saying, that may make us, you know, us, like we may have had to go through certain things. So that makes us like a saint or like better people than other people, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of why people associate us being saints. But like you said, like we're, we're real people, you know what I'm saying? Like some of us got negative things going on, you know what I'm saying? Some of us don't. So I think I think also age of when you know what I'm saying people develop vitiligo, uh, uh, you know, changes things too. Like you said, you two developed it, Elena and, and, and yourself developed it later. You know, me and mom, we kind of developed it as kids, so we kind of had to kind of grow up. You know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out, you know, certain things and trying to build our confidence certain ways. And, trying to deal with it you know what i'm saying like not just adults but as kids and you know what i'm saying that that's probably one of the the roughest parts you know what i'm saying growing up with it as a kid and with kids you know what i'm saying like you know how how kids can be but um yeah as far as the saints part of it i think that's why people may associate with you know the saints aspect of it uh with us but um but yeah, like I was telling you earlier with the with the comment, with the negative comment, with the uh, IG comment, um, I, I honestly try to, I don't know, you know, like I said, if people have seen my Instagram and things like that, but on my Instagram, I try to 
I try to show, you know, to certain aspects of my body and things like that. So even intimacy type type of things, you know what I'm saying, to try to open up that type of thing. Um, so people don't get negative comments. So people have seen that type of thing already, you know what I'm saying? So that's really my aspect. I try to put as many eyes on what, you know what I'm saying, us as a community got going on as possible. So a person won't run run across the page and, and be like, damn, I don't want to see something like this. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my, my thought on that. I don't, I don't, that kind of comments and things like that. I don't really, that's not really my thing. So. And I appreciate that. And, and I, and I think too, we got to look at our community as a whole. There's so many different levels to our community because we have younger people, we have older people, we have people, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, different walks of life, different experiences, different backgrounds. And we're going to bring that to the community. Um, will it all gel together? No, there's going to be things that I do. Somebody's not going to like, but it's still me, you know, and there's going to be things that somebody else is going to do. And it might, I might feel, eh, I don't know, but if I don't like it, I don't have to follow it. I don't have to look at it. I don't have to, I don't even have to acknowledge it or, or comment on it. I just say that's that person. You know, I see stuff all the time on Facebook and I'm just like, okay, that's her. That's him. You know, they do, they doing their thing, but it's not hurting me. You know, I support people and what they're doing for themselves, you know, because I don't know why they have to do it. That's up to them. You know, if I feel like I got to flex, maybe I got to flex. I'm not going to do it for y'all, but I'm just saying, I feel like if I got to flex, I'm not that type of dude anyway. Cause I'm like, uh, you know, I had too many Bojangle biscuits, but you know, I'm like, <laughs> but if I, if that's my personality and I like doing that, I'm like, yo, you do you, you do what's best for you. You know, if that's well, what, what about winning? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, she bears it all quite often, you know, quite often and gets paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's talk about this. Um, my next little point is spotted like a cheetah connecting the dots. Um, and I, I say that spotted like a cheetah, cause that's how I usually respond to people. And particularly in my profession, I work with kids cause they ask me, um, where, where are all your spots? And I'm like, uh -uh. I can't tell you all my spots. I just say spotted like a cheetah, you know? Um, but Let's talk about what others want to know about our vitiligo, whether it's, you know, what they can see, what they can't see, and how to address it when discussing it. Um, I'm going to bring up a situation uh, on my Facebook page, you know, I post pictures. If you don't know me and depends on the angle of the picture, it may look like I don't have vitiligo. I have it around my mm -hmm. mouth, but you can't see it because I have facial hair. If my hands are folded or whatever, you can't see it on my hands. Most of it's on the inside of my arms, not on the outside. And then the rest of my body, it's all over. But, you know, and I had somebody say to me, well, how can you talk about vitiligo? Because you don't have it. I'm like, you ain't seen me. Like, wow. you're just seeing a picture. But I said, if I wasn't walking a walk, I couldn't talk to talk. You know, trust me. And I'm like, first of all, you're on my page. Keep scrolling. Look at other pictures. I said, I have pictures where you see my legs or me showing my hands and arms. I'm like, come on, y'all. But... There's a lot of people that don't know, even within our own community, you know, we assume that vitiligo is mainly on the face because that's what we see or on the hands because that's what we see. If somebody's showing their legs, yes. But how do we address it when or how do you address it when somebody asks you, is it there too? You know, and I'm sure we've been asked that question many times because <laughs> um, pe some people are very blunt. Is it down there in your, you know, your genital areas or they might say it's. You know, they give it that look. Is it everywhere? 
Yes. So let's go to Javon. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna switch it around. I'm gonna call out different people. Um, how would you? How do you respond to that when you have to address that with somebody? So I will be completely honest with you. That is probably one of the number one things that I'm asked when I meet women or I'm dating a woman or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, like the curiosity factor that that to know, you know what I'm saying? If this down right. there is I like is out of this roof, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always asked about that. Even if like, it's just like a, a if I give a person the opportunity to ask me a question, sometimes that's a question that they ask. Like, and right. it, 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 it stops me. I'm just like, damn, like people really want to know, like, <laughs> right. if this is, <clears throat> you know, if this is like my body is the same way. But um, I mean, like, so, just depending, you know, what I'm saying, how they ask the situation. Like sometimes I joke about it, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like sometimes it's a it's a it's a flowing situation, you know what I'm saying. So it it all depends, you know what I'm saying, how I'm asked about it or how it's how I'm presented about it. But I definitely I've never really been offended, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, it's just right. it's just a curiosity thing, you know what I'm saying. It's just people want to know, you know what I'm saying? Like people want to know, they, 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 they want to imagine people think with that, with their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. They want to see, they want to, like, they see the patterns in my skin. They want to think like, damn, like, like, is it, is it this way? Does it, you know what I'm saying? Is it skin around like that way? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a, a huge curiosity factor when it, as a male, you know what I'm saying? For me, right, right, I don't know, I don't know as a woman, but um, as a male for me, it's definitely, women definitely tend to ask that like from from the jump, like from the beginning. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. It's cool. Like that's how, you know, I let them know. Hey, either either I can let you know or, or I can let you see whatever you want to, you know. <laughs> right. you I, I do that with coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um yeah, so yeah, that's how I come about it. So cool, cool. Uh, we we thank you for that. I, I knew that was covered up, dog. Uh, um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the point of discussion. But yeah, but let's do this. Let's go to the women's perspective because I'm sure, ladies, you have a different outlook, different perspective, and you might. I'm sure you have heard different approaches because men sometimes we don't use any tact. We just say what we say, and it's like that. It's very blunt. So let's start with Monica. If you can share. Okay, um, so I think my experience is going to be very different than everyone else's. And I think it's based on um, the tone of my skin, first of all. Like, my skin is quite light. I mean, it's it's pretty fairly light. And um, you can barely spot that I have any vitiligo during winter, uh, which led me in my childhood to pretend that I don't have it and kind of like, fake my entire identity and that's how uh, for me it was really confusing because I was pretending I'm someone that I wasn't Um, and so for me when it comes to intimacy and people asking like I can't even recall if um, I got this question from anyone really I can't um, I can't remember this would happen to me but it's probably because usually people don't even notice now there is a difference in summer when my skin gets very much darker than it usually is. And then you can see the contrast. And that's when, for me, um, I had to use, I had to get used to this like change of identity every year because 
the, when the skin tone changes, then, you know, my personality kind of changes. And so um, I think in this way, it's very different. But I remember one scenario when I was maybe like 12 years old and I was in a, a trip with a school and I was in a room with a friend of mine uh, and she came in the bathroom when I just finished showering and she kind of like caught me, you know, like just trying to dry myself um, by mistake. Obviously, she didn't mean to open the door. But anyway, she saw me naked and I freaked out completely. And um, she asked me later on and she said, so like, where do you have the spots? And she obviously knew where I have the spots because she saw me <laughs> naked, you know, and I got so offended and I got so angry, you guys. And I was 12 or something like that. And I couldn't deal with that emotion. And I told her to leave the room. I told her we're not we're not friends anymore. Just like go away, you know, and, and I felt hurt. I felt hurt and I didn't know how to process these emotions at all. Um, other like. Anything else? I don't think um, anyone asks me this question anymore, but what happens sometimes is, um, oh, maybe we will move to this question later, you know, when it actually comes to the intimacy. We'll get there. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 we'll <laughs> get there. So I don't think, I don't think I get asked this question. And if I was, what I would say is probably how I deal with any uncomfortable question, if this would make me feel uncomfortable. And there will be perhaps either, oh, yeah, that's what you want to know, eh? And just leaving it like that, you know, leaving them curious or saying, I'm wondering what makes you ask this kind of question, you know? Right. And like just, you know, setting some boundaries because and but then again obviously it uh, depends on who is asking me you know if it's a person that i'm really attracted to and i want to open up i'm gonna just say yes whatever you know but if it's someone on the street that i <laughs> don't know right. and you know and he's being weirdo like i'm gonna just be like why are you asking me this you know so yeah i guess it depends okay cool cool we appreciate you being open and sharing let's go to Elena. Um, so I have had um, people in general, mostly women, um, ask a very general, like, where, do, where else do you have it? Um, and so I don't think that I've ever said, oh, well, I have it, you know, in my genitals. You know, I would just point to other places. Oh, I have it on my legs, my back. You know, I have it on my breasts. You know, other places, but you know, I never disclosed that, um, and I didn't think to. And I and <laughs> now that we're having this conversation, I'm wondering, like, dang, like, did they were they trying to like find out if that's where it was? Too, they were probably I mean? trying to find out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and and it wasn't like a woman, you know, like a stranger. It could have been like, you know, a, an acquaintance or, right. you know, just a, a group of women and we're just having a conversation about, you know, it could be anything, you know, and they might go, you know, ask that question. Um, but I would never think that that may be what they were hinting around. Um, so I wouldn't answer to say, yes, I have it there. Um, men, I don't, I've never had a man come right out 
and ask me that. It wasn't until I became more vocal and more um, present on social media and I opened up the platform to ask questions. Yeah. And then that became mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> more frequent or in terms of questions, that was something that, um, you know, I saw that was asked a lot. And so whatever their intentions were, you know, I would answer yes, because, you know, I'm opening up the door for you right, to ask right. questions, no matter what they right. were, nothing is off the table. Um, and I'm comfortable, not that I wasn't ever comfortable, but, you know, I felt like I was able to step into this space to educate um, and to just kind of be an ambassador for people who, you know, have it. And I'm ready, like, I'm ready and open to talk about it um, and it more, you know, and just both being more vocal. And so, I, yeah, I've never had anyone like come right out. And just like somebody off the street or even somebody that was interested in me. If we're, you know, in a dating situation. <laughs> Have they ever uh, came right out and asked me that? But, but you know, if most dudes, they, most dudes probably don't even care. Right well, right. You know, and, and, and like, like you said, I know we want to get into this later, but, you know. Okay, I'll save it for later. We'll, we'll save it later. <laughs> All right. And, you know, even for myself, um, I've had two situations where I was asked um, early on when I first developed vitiligo. Um, I was trying to find a, a great way of putting this. Um, in, a, in the pre-stages of an intimate encounter, I was asked, why is it different than the rest of my body? Why, why do you have spots and mm-hmm. i'm thinking do you not see the spots in my hand or anywhere else i mean it's the same thing it happens there too you know and i think that's where the general public don't know or don't understand about vitiligo mm-hmm. because all the times we talk about face hands feet you know what we can see yeah it's it's everywhere and yes my my i have spots that are going to look different from the normal you know color of the skin so and then and, and it's funny, I was asked a, at another time about um, vitiligo in the genital area and what color would it look like? And I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. I got to answer this question. And I said, well, if you look at my hands, I have three different shades. I have my, I said my light brown shade. I've got my, the the whiteness. And then I have a reddish undertone. I said Neapolitan flavor. There you go. I said, you've got your strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. I said, that's, you know, and we talk about using uh, laughter sometimes to get to those hard conversations because I'm going, mm. Dag, okay, they asked me this question. They're curious. Do I avoid it or do I answer it? And I answered it. And it's, and it's, and it's one of those things you have to be comfortable enough in yourself to address it because it could go left field quickly. And even for men, you know, as confident as we are sometimes, we can be like, yeah, I'm good. And, you know, a woman say this to me and I'm going to say this. And you get put in a, on the spot or in that situation. No, it can it can mess us up, too. But you got to know yourself. You got to know, you know, your confidence level on not just showing. I'm talking about being able to talk about it, because sometimes we can we can do show and tell all day and never have a conversation. But talking about what your skin looks like, why it's the way it is. You know, why you have spots down there or, you know, even like you said, there's a breast area or whatever. You got to be able to talk about that if that comes up. 
And you have to be ready for that. And it may never come up. You may never have that conversation. And for some people, this might be the first conversation they've ever heard on this subject within our community. And if it is, good. Now we have an opportunity to fully talk about it. And this one, we're gonna talk about peeling off the layers, uncovering your naked truths. Let's talk about overcoming the stigma behind um, discussing, you know, Mikasa Vitiligo. Um, let's talk about some of our fears about being unfiltered around others or the lack of fears. Um, personal experiences, please share those. Um, let's provide our listeners, because I'm sure there's somebody out there going through the same thing, wondering how can I talk about this to my partner or to somebody who asked and give them some tools that they can use and how we can uh, reach that level of comfort within ourselves and acceptance, because I think it starts with us. You know, before we can truly feel comfortable with somebody else, it's got to start with us. Does anybody want to jump in first? I can. Okay, go ahead, Monica. <laughs> so, okay, so I went through a quite a long process with this because um, when my sexual life experience started, I was very, very insecure and unhappy about how I look, and so. <laughs> My strategy was, I'm just gonna um, hide it for as long as I can. Uh -huh. I'm gonna do it in the dark for as long as I can so that I hook them up and um, make them fall in love with me and you know prove that I'm worth um, keeping with. And then eventually I would tell them, sometimes I would even just send them a message because I wasn't able to have a conversation face to face and tell them, you know, I have this thing and um, it makes me uncomfortable and I need you to know about this because now maybe we are moving into the serious relationship and I uh, want to be comfortable, you know. But I always felt like I am trying to prove myself nonstop, you know, and um, like I'm trying to make people love me um, and it wasn't comfortable for me. and. Um, this was going on for a very long time, very long time with different people, you know, different relationships. And then um, I just realized when I jumped on the journey of self-love and self-development, and I really started taking care of myself and my mental health, I realized that I have nothing to prove to anyone. And um, if I'm going to be happy with myself as I am, then I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to keep the lights off. And if something happens, and I think um, this is where um, I had this like breakthrough, what is really good to do is be prepared for any scenario, you know? So like if you are dating someone and you're gonna have, um, you know, your first night together or something, and you are wondering like, oh my God, are they gonna see it? Are they gonna ask? Are they gonna do this and that? Just go through the scenarios in your head and try to prepare, what would you say? So if they ask you like, what is this? You you tell them something, you know? Right. Or um, like make yourself prepare, that's what I'm saying. And I wasn't even preparing myself very much, but I just realized like, I'm okay now. And like, whatever happens, happens. And I never had anyone like walking away from me or something you know i had no one who would ever freak out everyone was very nice and respectful in this way and 
I think only maybe twice I had an experience that the person asked me uh, after, um, can I just ask you, you know, well, what's the spot? Really nicely, you know, respectfully. And I would answer that with Delico, you know, and that would be it. Like no drama, no nothing, you know. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much about my experience because, Mm, I'm so happy that I got to the point now, you know, when I'm comfortable with myself, not saying that if I had a new relationship, I wouldn't freak out a little bit because I think that's like natural that with every new relationship, you are a little bit more like self-conscious and you want to make sure that um, you make a good impression, but then you need to remember, or I'm trying to uh, make myself um, remember that, you know, I'm worthy as I am and it's all good. Right, right. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And, and you know, Monica, so see, I like to use comedy sometimes. I would have said that was leprosy. I would have messed him up. <laughs> What's the spot? Oh, it's leprosy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have done that. My I'm God. just joking, y'all. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Only do that if you don't like the person, right. okay? If no, you don't no, want to see them again, you can look, go ahead. There'll be but all otherwise... those social media, um, putting all your business out there. Um, but no, for real, let's go to Elena. But thank you for sharing that. Let's go to Elena. All right. Can you come? Can you repeat the question? So well, we're just might... talking about um, uncovering our truths. You know, when you're talking to somebody, somebody you're about to get intimate with or have been intimate with, and you need to talk about your um, your your spots in the genital areas. Um, what are some things you could say to them, and or maybe share about somebody who uh, may be listening that has that <laughs> that trouble in the area? They can't quite talk about it. What are some things we could say to them to help them out as well? So you don't always have to talk about yourself. We could talk about, you know, providing some answers to other people. Um, well, I think, you know, through the dating process, um, and we know that there are different types of dating encounters, right? right. So we know there's courtship, there's dating, there's, you know, one night stands, there's, you know, no, there's it's everything. There's everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And so um, I think that for as a woman, um, there if, if a man because I date men, um, most men aren't aware of what it is or what it's called. They may have seen other people that have it or may right. even know of Winnie. And I use her a lot because I think that um, you know, having vitiligo at a certain era of time you know, it was just like, you don't ask, people would automatically assume that it was leprosy. Right. Um, and they were, or they would ask you other, you know, outrageous things like, oh, or, you know, are you, have you been burnt or mm -hmm. things like that? And you would just have to address it. You have to say, no, that's not what it is. It's this. Um, but in a dating situation or if a man showed interest and they would ask, well, what is this called? And I would educate them. And right. like you, Mon, that's kind of as, as far as it would go um, because they were interested and they may not have wanted to be offensive. Um, however, um, when it came down to um, the intimate side of things, it, it never got far enough to say, well, wait, well, can I see? Or, you know, is it there? It's right. just like, if it's go time, it's go time. You know what I mean? And it's going down. You right. know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Don't get too much away. That's the last part. Okay, 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 okay. So, 
Yeah. So to elaborate more on your question in terms of what what I say to someone who's in that type of situation, I think maybe just saying, hey, like, you know, you know that I have it a lot. Do you have any additional questions about it? You know what I mean? Um, You know, and then allow them to say, well, actually, yeah, like, does this affect this? Or and then you can have that conversation and it can also allow you as a woman to feel comfortable just being able to be vocal and have a conversation and obviously the more practice that you get at something the better that you get at it so um just opening that conversation i like to be able to initiate it so that i can kind of you know navigate ahead in which direction right. exactly it can go how far it can go and versus right. kind of being asked and then being like whoa like you're being awfully aggressive or right. you're doing too much. You know what I mean? Um, and I, and I do appreciate, I would appreciate, you know, a person taking interest if I am then interested in them. If I'm not interested in you, like you said, mom, I'm kind of like chill, you know, but right, I've right, never right. really experienced that to be honest. Um, yeah. So. Cool. We appreciate your, your viewpoints. Um, I, I do think that, our discussion just overall is going to help somebody out there, male or female, doesn't matter who it is, older and younger, um, to be able to self-identify, you know, that, hey, you know, if I'm going through this, I'm going to ask these questions, you know, I can, um, I can talk about it, you know, I can address it. So what we're going to do now, we're going to hear from the men. Um, so let's start with you, Javon, and I'll wrap things up, and then we'll go to the last section. Um, I mean, well, for me, I mean, I've had Vitiligo for over 20 years now, you know, so I've went through several phases of, you know, you know, almost not saying it to where, like, I'm really consumed with it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, so I've had, you know, different questions at the, at those times or at those points of different feelings, you know, but now, you know what I'm saying, looking at it, like, how I am now, like, I'm, like, I'm about 70 to 80% consumed with Vitiligo, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you could see me with a shirt on and some shorts, you would think, this is my natural skin color, you know, but um, for me, you know, like it was always, I was always as a child, I was always looked as a monster, you know, so to me, like when I thought about growing up, I could never get a woman or I could never, dating would be so hard for me and dating would be so difficult and women would never look at me a certain way or women would never, you know, they look at me as being attractive. And then when I actually grew up, you know, when I got to be able to date and, you know what I'm saying, be be with women, like, it was the total opposite, like, you know, saying women actually found me attractive and, you know what I'm saying, they actually looked at it, you know what I'm saying, positively, you know, like, like, people actually looked at me as being different, you know what I'm saying, like, instead of being like everybody else, so I kind of took that and ran with it, you know what I'm saying, like, that kind of, like, built my confidence to the point where dating never really affected me, you know what I'm saying, like, I never really had a challenge dating you know what i'm saying because i i, I kind of used it to my advantage that you know what i'm saying i'm not there's nothing wrong with me i'm just different you know what i'm saying i just look different right. than everybody but i still operate the same way my my my, my body operates the same way my tools do the same thing as everybody right. else they just <laughs> they just got it you know what i'm saying they just got a different a different a different flavor a different pain to it you know what i'm saying right. so <laughs> I just, I really, I really, that really helped my confidence, you know what I'm saying, to really go out there and date and, and be with women and, you know what I'm saying, get different aspects right. from women and, you know what I'm saying, experience different things, you know what I'm saying, like, and go through those type of things because, you know, like, like I said, like, 
it can be very difficult for some people. I know some people where that's been the opposite, you know, where they, you know, they don't feel as attractive or people don't look at them the same. Or, you know, I know one person I, I talked to like in a different country and she said in her, her country, like she's still like, even as an adult, they don't respect her because she has been a lot go, you know what I'm saying? I, I tell her like, you know, sometimes you got to kind of earn your respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? People don't want to look at you. If people want to look at you as a monster, you got to show them differently. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. that's kind of, that's kind of what I did. Like I said, I just took it, ran with it. And, and that, that just built me up to the point to where like, I can talk about it or I can, I can, I can, I can show somebody something. Or I can tell somebody this or, you know, what I'm saying? things like that. So I, I never really had those negative, you know what I'm saying? Experiences okay. or things like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely had, had, you know, the, the, the better side of, of things. So. Well, good, good. And, and, you know, and a lot of it starts with our confidence in ourselves, you know, how we look at ourselves, how we view ourselves. And that's something I had to learn too, because I, I did have those moments where I was insecure and my self-esteem was shot because I'm watching my, my skin pop up with these white spots all over and not knowing how much vitiligo would develop or how many you know spots I have on my body or how much pigmentation I'm, I'm going to lose. And to this day, I still don't know. It's, it's still doing its own thing, but I, I figured out I have to look at myself in a positive light. You know, I have to see me for who I am as a person, not for what I look like on the outside. Because, you know, every day our outside is changing, whether we're getting older or whatever, you know, well, constantly changing. And if I'm going to be with somebody, she's got to look at who I am in the inside, who I am as a person. And that's how we're going to connect. Now, I know there are some superficial people in this world. They look at your physical shell and that's what they identify with. And I, and I know not everybody's comfortable with vitiligo. There's going to be men and women out there that see vitiligo as something negative you know i can never be with somebody like that and guess what we have people in our community that think that way mm -hmm. um we have people with vitiligo that won't date somebody else with vitiligo and that's their preference that's fine there's nothing wrong with that that's your preference but you don't need to put another person with vitiligo down because your choice is not to date somebody you know embrace each other support each other encourage each other you know um, and, that, and I brought that part up because I had a conversation back in 2019 with two young ladies and we were, it was part of our North Carolina group. We were all sitting eating and the question came up, would you date somebody with vitiligo? And I said, yeah, you know, like they have a skin condition just like I do, but what difference does it make? You know, this person treats me well, values who I am as a person. Uh, we get along. Why not? You know? Um, will we get stairs together? Yes. Will people whisper as we're walking through the mall? Who cares? But yeah, we're going to get all that. But at the end of the day, it's the two of us and we have to decide how we're going to make this relationship work or, you know, what we're going to do with it. And if we decide we're going to get married and, you know, you got the, the intimacy and all that, that's between us. You know, what we do is between us, not anybody else, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, can I comment yes. on this? Because this is really interesting to me. I was going through something similar. I, when I was younger, I 
thought I would never date anyone with vitiligo because my perception of vitiligo was it's ugly. You know, mm. I felt like I am ugly and I don't want to be someone else who is ugly. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, when I finally realized that like there is nothing wrong with me and I need to take care of myself from inside, you know, and become a better human uh, myself first, then I stopped having this judgmental point of view and I realized, but this is, this is interesting. I think it's not about whether or not this person has vitiligo, but maybe, maybe some people who say they wouldn't date person with vitiligo, just never met a person with vitiligo who is attractive for them. You know what I mean? So like, because um, I come across this topic quite often, even like with my friends. Now, this doesn't have to be about vitiligo. Let me tell you, like a friend of mine would say, I live um, in this area and there are no handsome men, you know, like I'm not attracted to anyone. And I'm like, maybe you live in a wrong part of the country, you know, maybe you're attracted to Italians, but you live in Norway. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a person with vitiligo or not maybe you're just not attracted to that particular human you know right. so um so i like this topic because um yeah i went right through it like from the beginning to the end i shifted completely and um i think how people treat you and how they comment on you is the perfect reflection of what is going on inside of themselves and so never take this personally you know and just know that they are basically commenting on themselves um i think I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and, and it and a lot of it has to deal with who we are on the inside. Um, before we get to our last topic, and that will be the last one that we'll wrap things up. Anybody have anything they want to add to this? All right, let's 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 get down to the last part. Um, this is um let's turn off the lights. Uh I, and I'll put it like it, love it, or leave it alone. You know, put just plain and simple. Let's talk about um, vitiligo like acceptance for you and the other person when exploring each other in intimate encounters. Um, let's talk about trust, consent, abuse, alternate ways to express, you know, sexual intimacy while living with vitiligo. Yeah, this is a heavy one. Um, but let's, let's just keep it real. As Javon said, we have vitiligo, but it doesn't mean our parts don't work. Mm. Everything works, you know, right. and, you know, vitiligo is just on the skin. It you know, and when people say, "Does vitiligo hurt?" No, it doesn't hurt. There's nothing wrong with our skin. We just have no color in that area. Our body parts work. Trust me. If you are interested, interested, yeah, I can't even talk right now. If you're interested in someone, and that person turns you on, your body works. You know, <laughs> and vice versa. Um, vitiligo has never stopped any of us, and I'm gonna keep it real. In our community, if you have children. Vitiligo has never stopped you from having children. <laughs> and your children did not just magically appear, you know, because you have vitiligo. No, you had to put some work into it, you know. <laughs> and once you put that work in, you know, you know, the process of having kids, you know, getting there and all that good stuff. And those of us who are in relationships or have been in relationships, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to say 21 and up. Let's keep it that way. 21 and up. You've had you know, physical, intimate relationships with people, whether you have vitiligo or not, but let's talk about vitiligo. It doesn't stop you from engaging in the act. 
So let's talk about that. Um, let's talk about trust and consent. I think that's the very first part um, that's important. Um, now that's for men and women, because um, that trust has to come from both ends, uh, both parties. Um, and I know for myself, if I don't trust you, I'm not gonna allow myself to want to be involved with you, to engage with you. And you know, um, as much as we think men don't have control over our body parts, we do. And if I feel like I can't trust you with who I am as a person, if I can't trust you, you know, knowing that I have this condition and you're acting different towards me, I'm not gonna allow you in my personal space, you know, and I'm not gonna allow myself to and 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 put it in this term, rise to the occasion, put it that way. You know, I'm going to control myself to the point where I don't want to, I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to be bothered with me. You know, uh, trust is so important and consent. Let's open up that conversation and then we'll get into a few other topics. Who wants to jump in first? I'll start. Elena. Um, okay. So I think for women, um, trust is, whew, um, that's a very broad um, topic for women. And, and I can't obviously speak for all, um, but um, I think for us, trust starts with feeling safe um, emotionally and physically. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, obviously uh, we are a, a person first and vitiligo is just what we, what we have. Um, but if we don't feel safe, um, emotionally first, physically, um, then obviously, you know, there is no trust. Um, and so I think that the trust also comes into, into play when um, a person may be struggling a little bit with their self-esteem and their self-image with the condition. And, um, you know, then we get into maybe not necessarily consent, but let's just keep it with trust. You know, how do you talk to me? How do you speak to me um, just as a person first? Because I think I even think, in, and we all can say we have friends and family um, and even loved ones, partners or whatever that have been in our lives for quite some time and they just no longer see it. Right, right. Right? Um, they, they, they have accepted you for who you are and they just don't see it. They, you know, um, but we know that it's there. And even for us, sometimes, you know, we've grown accustomed to it. We, we've accepted it. This is who we are. So it doesn't necessarily come into thought all the time, but it's still constant. And so that also, um, it kind of blends into we, who we are as a person. Um, and it can affect our self-esteem and it can affect the way that we um, show up in the world. And so um, what comes to mind for me in terms of trust and consent is, can I trust you in my moments of being vulnerable when I'm not having a mm -hmm. great day or this is not, uh, this is a moment where I'm really not feeling at my best. Um, and I'll say this just as a woman who is uh, <laughs> entering a, a ch the change of a life. Um, there's other things that take place, you know what I mean? And so you have all these different layers of, of a woman and what they experience um, on top of having this. And so I think <laughs> right. on top of having vitiligo. So I think, um, you know, trust and consent is, 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 is crucial 
when entering into intimate relationships um, with a partner. Um, because that's for, like I said, just for women alone, we already go through our, our peaks emotionally. And right. this is just not the week for all intent and purposes. You know what I mean? This is the week that's not the week. <laughs> so, um, you know, and having a partner that, you know, you just feel like, man, like I feel ugly today, even though I'm not, right. you know, I can't pick out the right outfit. You know, is this the right lipstick? My hair just won't act right. Um, I feel like I've picked up five pounds. I feel bloated, you know, all these different things that we women go through. And then you factor that into play. Um, and so it's important that, you know, we feel safe. And I think that that plays a huge role in our level of vulnerability um, in having sex and comfortability and just really letting our guard down and being open. Um, yeah. So. Thank you, Elena, for sharing. Um, Javon, Monica, anybody want to jump in and share? I can. <laughs> go for it, Javon. You want? No, I was going to say, I'll let Monica go if, if she got something. <laughs> Ladies first. You know. Okay, Absolutely. thanks. Thank you. All right. So um, this is, again, this is a huge topic for me because I <laughs> I went through this whole process, um, you know, from feeling totally, like, worthless um, into loving myself fully with whatever it is that it's me. And I think if you... Um, don't value yourself enough, no one else is going to value you uh, enough, you know, and um, this was reflected into my relationships big time, like, um, and it doesn't matter if it was a serious relationship or, you know, a casual, um, because I did experience a couple of times um, when I didn't feel like doing anything and the person was misinter misinterpreting um these signals as shyness and they would say like oh but don't be shy oh, you can stay under the blanket or something like this and like do it anyway and so this is a big big no okay obviously if you don't say yes the answer is no and that is not consent you know and it doesn't matter if um you're in a long-term relationship because even if you are in a relationship, that doesn't mean that you have the right to someone else's body if they say no or if they say nothing at all. So um, from my personal experience, I can say that vitiligo affected this in me a lot until I um, worked through these feelings of unworthiness and changed how I felt about myself and put some boundaries in play so that when I say no or I say nothing, it's just no. And like, no one's going to cross it ever, you know. But it also brought me into an abusive relationship, which I know for a fact that um, it was, like, I, I um, ended up in that relationship and I stayed for some time because of this feeling of unworthiness, you know, and because of the feeling of um, I'm not lovable enough. and so it can affect your entire life, you know, and it's going to affect your relationships and your sex life and everything with it. So I think, again, like we need to look inside and really build the foundations within to apply them into any area in our life, including sex life. 
right, right. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for that, Monica. Javon? Um, when it comes to like the, the trust and consent factor, um, I kind of used it like, I, I, like opposite, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate to say it, but like with my vitiligo, I kind of, I kind of use it in a manipulative type way, you know what I mean? Like, like kind of like what we talked about in the beginning, like, you know, people thought like, because we had vitiligo, like we were saints or things like that. So like a lot of women would see me with vitiligo and thought, you know what I'm saying? I was a good guy. And, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I, they should, they should date me over the, the next guy because, you know what I'm saying? I had this condition and I was a good guy and things like that. So I use that, you know what I'm saying? To, to kind of date more, get, you know what I'm saying? Get women more, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Like I said, in a, it's it's bad, you know what I'm saying, to to do it or say it like that. But you know what I'm saying, to be honest, you know what I'm saying, I I would gain a lot of, you know what I'm saying, trust from women from that factor. And then you know, I wouldn't always be, you know what I'm saying, as honest or you know what I'm saying. And I, when I say honest, I mean like you know, dating other women and things like that. So, but right, um, right. yeah, but that I, it, it's funny when you say you know what I'm saying, trust and consent, and I kind of it was kind of the opposite for me, you know what I mean? Like, I was never really in a lot of situations where, you know, I was really looking for a long-term thing or something like that. It was just, you know, you know, a lot of my years, you know what I'm saying, living, it was just, I was just having fun, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was just having fun and using what I could to, to, you know, have as much fun as I could. So that was that was definitely a way I use, you know what I'm saying, my bit of Lego. But, um, okay. In a more positive way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> of the trust. Well, and look, it's about factor. being honest. Hey. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We've been honest, but like in a more positive way, you know what I'm saying? I've grown up, you know what I'm saying? I'm an adult now, I'm a man, you know, so I've admitted my state, my mistakes, you know what I'm saying, being young and things like that. But you know what I'm saying, as you know what I'm saying, a person now, you know what I'm saying, looking for a long term relationship or wanting to be in a more stable, long term situation, like it's definitely different, you know what I mean? Like trying to build trust, you know what I'm saying, with a woman, you know what I'm saying, they consent and things like that. I feel like chemistry, you know what I'm saying, and being comfortable builds trust, you know what I'm saying? And the more, you know what I'm saying, dialogue you can have, the more you can talk, the more you can sit down and be comfortable. And, you know what I'm saying, if a situation just comes up, you can just talk about it, you know what I'm saying, instead of getting frazzled or, you know what I'm saying, not wanting, you know what I'm saying, not wanting to skip a topic or things like that. So, now in my later years, like that's definitely something that I look for and like I want to be like a stable, you know what I'm saying, aspect of, you know what I'm saying, when I meet women or when I meet women and things like that. So it's just, you know, how the flip flop is now. So Yeah, it, you know, and, and like I said, everybody has their own truth in their relationships and what works for them. And um I thank you for being honest about, you know, like you said, when you were younger, things were different. Now you have a different um view on it. Um, right, because sometimes we tend to think everybody's aspect of relationships have all been the same. Um, just even kind of to share with with uh, one of my thoughts, we talk about trust and consent. Um, I did have some trust issues in um, a long term relationship. I'm not going to mention which one because if I start mentioning, people that know me can figure it out and be like, "Oh yeah," and you know, just mm -hmm. to kind of keep it at that. But um, as my vitiligo started spreading i noticed she wouldn't hold my hand 
she wouldn't touch wow. me. And I'm My not talking goodness. about in a physical, I'm not talking about touch in an intimate way, but just simple stuff like put your arm on me or, or just to rub my arm or whatever. However, the bedroom was different. Lights off, everything was great. But outside of that, it was, I couldn't get a, a no holding hands, none of that. And to me, what it did, it, it, it messed me up. I'm gonna be honest, it messed me up for a while where I did not trust, because I'm watching this, I'm noticing, oh, you won't touch me when we're out in public. You won't touch me in a simple way, you know, like a hug or whatever. You know how you walk with somebody, you walk arm in arm, it was none of that. But late at night, when the light's off, you're good. And to Mm -hmm. me, I, I paid attention to that. And I think she had more issues with my vitiligo than I did, but then what it did, it made me have issues with it. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't secure anymore because I'm going, wow, she won't even hold my hand. So therefore, it started making me feel, well, we don't need to do anything, you know? And that's how it was. After a while, there was a, a sexless relationship. There was no intimacy. There was nothing, you know? And that caused more rift and more problems to the point that we were no longer together, you know? Um, so I think in those things, when we talk about trust and consent, it goes both ways. and with our condition, you have to know you have somebody that loves you for who you are. Like you said, value who you are as a person because you do have people who are superficial. And when you start to change, they change also because there's that unknown. Okay, I'm watching his skin change. Although they may know what, and this is in the 90s, so although they may know what vitiligo is, there's still not a lot of information. So now you're dealing with somebody who's unsure of why are they looking like this now? I've known them, they didn't have this. Now they're starting to develop this condition. And we like to think that it doesn't affect what happens in the bedroom, but it does. And quite Mm -hmm. often it does, unless you have somebody who's 100% secure in themselves and you're secure in yourself. I think then you can have a, a good union together. Um, let's talk about something. And Mon, you and I kind of touched on it briefly uh, when we had a, a earlier conversation. Let's talk about abuse in mm-hmm. our relationships. Um, that's one of those elephants in the room we don't want to talk about. Um, sometimes we're talking about physical abuse. Sometimes it's emotional and verbal. So I'm going to let you start it off since we kind of had that conversation. And then then I'll jump in, then we'll go to Elena, then Javon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so in my um, experience, um, in my abusive relationship, it started with um, like words, you know, words abuse that uh, led to emotional abuse and finished off with physical now I need to say um, I wasn't okay. This sounds horrible because I want you to say I wasn't hurt much, but you know I mean that um, kind of um, depends how you look at it, you know. But I wanted to say like I didn't end up in hospital or something, okay, for people who are worrying, like you know. Um, but yeah, I thought I would never ever let anyone treat me the way that I let this person do um, because normally when you tell people like when you talk about abusive relationships 
people who never went through them would tell you, oh no, I would never be like a victim of this because I would never let anyone talk to me like this and I would never let anyone do this to me. Um, and I thought the same. Uh, the truth is, it's really difficult because you end up trying to save this person, you know? This person makes you feel like you're the only one who's gonna ever like save them and love them because they had a difficult childhood and they had problems here and there and, and they manipulate you into believing that, um, you know, you have to stay together. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. Um, I think that was like the biggest slap in my face um, in my entire life, but it moved me towards self-love and acceptance even more because, um, you know, obviously I decided like I need to do something about this. Um, and because we can't expect other people to change, we have to, you know, start with ourselves and do whatever is in our control um, to do. So yeah, that was, um, that was my experience. And I know that like, um, it was the vitiligo that led me to this in a way that um, if I had more confidence and more self-worth, I might not either start the relationship or um, stay in that for a long time, you know? So I think really um, we need to take care of ourselves much more than we think, you know, in this regard, because as I said, like it influences your entire life. And if you're not careful, um, there are people who can take advantage, you know, because they would find, um, they would find out that um, you are insecure and that's what they are looking for, you know. And I agree with you. Um, and that's for men and women, because um, there are some people who, like you said, they will exploit your weaknesses. They see that you're mm -hmm. insecure, they'll exploit it. They see that you have uh, low self-esteem, they can use that to their advantage. And you just have to know who those people are. You have to, and sometimes we don't, I'm being honest, sometimes we don't until we're in it. And then, you know, you have to figure out a way to get out of it um, for your own mental health, for your own emotional health and all, your own physical health. Um, let me go to Javon and Elena, then we're gonna go to the last point that we'll start wrapping things up. Okay, you can go ahead, Elena. <laughs> oh boy, you flip it back on me. <laughs> yeah, hey, ladies first, I guess. <laughs> yeah, ladies first. Um, I, I uh, definitely, and I think this is kind of tough for me um, to talk about a little bit. I definitely have recently um, experienced an abusive um, relationship. I don't know. Um, if it necessarily had anything to do with my vitiligo. Right. I think that um, I do have a healthy esteem um, about myself in general. Um, and so I have a hard time connecting the two. Um, I'm not saying that it doesn't have something to do with it. I just, I have had a hard time um, making the connect or even the disconnect. Gotcha. Um, and so <clears throat> I think for right now that the best way I can um, answer that or respond to that 
Um, yeah. Well, let, let me say this. Sometimes it's not necessarily, like you're saying, it's not necessarily your low self-esteem or insecurities. It could be he's an alpha male, you're an alpha female, and y'all just bump heads. You know, yeah. sometimes there's differences in backgrounds. You know, um, yeah. you have some people that can be very aggressive, and when you stand up to them, they don't like it. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, and personalities, you know, uh, as much, we can be very nice and meet that one person that you do not get along with. You don't click yeah. with, but y'all may be attracted to each other and have mm-hmm. a heavy attraction, but you can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I, I say that because, you know, I mean, I can only speak from experience. Met someone, she's yeah. really nice, got to know each other. Uh, we did not get along at all. Um, yeah. There was a lot of arguing all the time. Um, the only time there was no arguing was pretty much when the lights went out. Yeah. But lights came on. There was argument again. Like it was always, there was always major disagreements about everything. And I'm going to say on my end, it was, Vitiligo was one because, you know, Mm -hmm. she would make statements that I didn't agree with about the community itself. You know, why would you want to be a part of a community? That's, you know, there's nothing wrong with you and blah, 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 where she didn't understand why. And so we would go mm-hmm. head to head and back and forth and where I could have let it go, I wouldn't. I was like, no, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to stand mm-hmm. up for what I believe is going to be best for me, although you don't see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story short, we're not together. You know, it's just one of those things you got to figure out when to walk away and how to walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And if you could walk away with your dignity and pride mm-hmm. and not end up in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I say that because it, it's easier said than done sometimes. You know, you Absolutely. encounter people that are going to push you to your limits. Let's go yep. to Javon, then we're going to wrap it up with this last part and then move on. Um, as far as the uh, abuse aspect of it, I mean, I've never been in an abusive relationship, like mentally, physically, emotionally, nothing like that. Um, I've never been in one. I've never, you know, treated a woman as such, but. You know, I've been in very toxic relationships, you know what I'm saying? Like very toxic and unhealthy relationships. You know, I've definitely been in a few of those. And um, yeah, you know, it's just like, it's like at the end of the day, you know, like I said, I've never, I've I've, I've done my wrongs in, in situations and relationships, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like any of those toxic relationships, like I've always still been a good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like right. a lot of those, a couple of those situations, like I'm actually still friends with those females. Cause you know, like, like I said, at the end of the day, like I've never went over the boundaries of like disrespecting a woman or, you know what I'm saying? Abusing a woman or saying anything out of my mouth that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not supposed to say anything like that. And I've never had a woman come out their mouth and, you know, say anything disrespectful to me, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm my you know, I've, I've never had like a woman like come out their mouth and just even slip up or say anything like that because you know that's they know how serious something like that is if they would say something like that you know what I'm saying so, but right. um, yeah I've never I've never had those those issues or anything like that luckily but um yeah that's that's basically my take on it cool cool all right so we're gonna get to this last point and then we're gonna wrap things up uh let's talk about some let's bring it back to the vitiligo and intimacy and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, let's talk about alternate ways that we as people are expressing ourselves 
um, in that realm. So we could talk about like there, there's these things like OnlyFans, and you know, if you don't know what that is, then I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into details about it. Um, or there are people into you know going to the club and they swinging on poles and different things. You know, like we have people in our community that do these things, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's their choice. You know, if you if that's what you feel comfortable to do, you do it, you know, and there are going to be people that support you. There are going to be people that go, why would she do that? Or why would he do that? Well, with people, you know, um, I'm just going to put my, my quick spill, then I'll pass it around. I'm going to say this, you know, whatever brings you joy and happiness, I say, do it, but make sure you're doing it where you're not harming yourself or anyone else, you know, what you do behind your closed doors or, you know, if it's out in public, um, <laughs> I, I would say one, do it to the best of your ability, but also just make sure that, you know, uh, these things bring you joy, you know, um, cause we do have people that are dealing with so many other things beyond vitiligo and these things are making them feeling depressed and all this stuff. But if you find that, Hey, if I if I go throw on my you know my bikini or if I throw on my my trunks and I'm flexing, if that makes you happy, you do it. You know, uh, if that brings you the attention that you want or that you need, sometimes it's a need, sometimes it's a want. You know, if it makes us feel good, you do it. Um, if you are engaging in um, in sexual activities that um, brings you money that is your choice i'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing to do i'm saying it is your choice you know we're all people we're all adults and a lot of times we think or not all of us but sometimes we have some people that think because you have vitiligo you can't do certain things you know mm -hmm. yes we can model but you can only model for pepsi and and vaseline and uh, this company here and dermablend you know or we can sing and 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 dance, but that's it. You know, no, there, there's a whole world out there for all of us to explore, and you explore it the way you want, uh, the way you desire. Um, even if that means that um, you do so in your birthday suit, I'm just putting it out there. Um, so let's kind of just talk about that briefly, and then we're gonna kind of wrap things up. Uh, anybody want to join in? I think we should go to Elena. She only trying to be quiet. <laughs> okay. Um, so I actually did. Well, let me just say this. Just on a funny note, I have definitely considered swinging on a pole for sure. Um, and I and I really only because I felt like, dang, like I've never. And not that I'm like, you know, an ad, avid club attendee. Um. But I've always felt like, Dag, that would be super cool to to be able to see that or have someone from the community, you know, do that and just all of the attention or the publicity or just because of the uniqueness right. of the condition, like how cool would that be? Um, I've never done it, um, but I have thought about it, um, you know, just as a, as a funny antidote. But um, I did, however, start an OnlyFans page and it was very um, conservative. <clears throat> I think I may have posted like four pictures and it was just kind of like, um, you know, like I said, very conservative. Um, and I think it was more or less about just me being more comfortable about who I am as a woman. 
right. think that um, you know, vitiligo with all the vitiligo intent, yes, but just you know, becoming of age and just kind of not really caring about what anybody else thinks and being like 100% totally comfortable with the skin that I'm in and, um, you know, just that whole experience. So I did, you know, um, venture out and do that. And it was a lot of work <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, coming up with like photos and posts and captions. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm over this. This is too much. <laughs> um, and it was just something that I experimented with and it was cool, right. you know what I mean? But it wasn't something that I wanted to make a career, a career out of. Um, right. And, um, you know, I, I think that, I, and I think I wanted to say this before. So in my younger, in my youth, all the way up into early adulthood, I was a professional dancer. So I did all of the um, technical genres, so tap, jazz, modern dance, ballet, all that. And so when you're in that particular field or industry, body consciousness is extremely important. Um, and so that's your whole life, you know, staying fit, staying slim. Um, and so once I retired as a dancer and became a, a student, I mean, a, a teacher, um, that was very much a part of my life. And so I never really had any like body conscious issues because that was important to maintain um, as it relates to vitiligo. Um, so that wasn't something that I ever felt like, oh, you know, I'm not physically capable of being seen or um, viewed in a way. Um, and having vitiligo, like um, Javon would mention, I kind of use that as, as an advantage. Like, okay, you know, I'm proud of my body and I'm proud of my skin. Like, you know, a double whammy, like boom, you know. Um, so I think that, um, like you said, Mark, it's just all about your level of comfort, you know, your level of um comfortability with just who you are first right right just first um and for some that's quite the opposite you know some people are very very self-conscious about right. their body first and then you know vitiligo is just something that doesn't yeah. quite you know add to your overall confidence and, and then you know with some of us as we're aging we're starting to watch our body change again because mm -hmm. you know what we used to look what we used to look like in our 20s now mm -hmm. some of us are almost 50 and we're looking at wait a minute right mm, you know yeah that, that um that bojangles didn't sit well with me today you know now i'm putting <laughs> some extra pounds in in right. the middle you know things like that yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. but you know overall with our community you know we have people that they like to show off their physiques you know whether yeah. they're men or women mm -hmm. And it's okay, you know, and, and the couples, because sometimes it's shocking, you know, it, there's some brothers in the community and some sisters that have posted stuff. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. So I'm like, well, that's them. They're doing themselves. You know, that's what they want to do. And people are embracing it and they haven't embraced what they look like. And, you know, if you got the body to show it off, show it off. If you don't have it, mm -hmm. you still want to show it off. That's up to you to show, show it, it off, off, you know? Yeah. Um, but you have to be comfortable. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and I know we 
you know, I mentioned OnlyFans. You're not the only vitiligo person that has a page. Um, it's come across my feed. I'm like, ah, I don't do the OnlyFans stuff, but you know, there are other <laughs> people that that's what they do, you know, and I can't knock them for saying, for well, this is what your choice is. I want to do this. I feel good about myself. I feel good enough to do this. I may not be able to do it, but you can mm-hmm. do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica Javon, anybody. Let's go, Monica. Uh, Javon's gonna say, let's go, let's turn it over to ladies first. No, right? no, 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 no. Okay. But um, I mean, I mean, me personally, like I love to show off, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I don't know if anyone see my Instagram or anything, but like I love posting. Oh, I saw your me. Instagram photos. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, I love like me. You know what I'm saying? Me, my skin, right. like how my, my, like how it looks, like on pictures and everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm so comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at photo shoots, you know, I gotta change. I gotta t- get get dressed. Like I'm. I changed right then and there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I mean, Elena, no, I was about today. to say, Elena, Elena, <laughs> no, she didn't been in photo shoots with me. Like, I just, boom, like, I'm, like, I'm we taking everything over. off or no? Is everybody yeah, ready? like, 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 oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, but not just, you know what I'm saying? I definitely do that because, like, I want others with Vitiligo to be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I want people to, you know what I'm saying? Feel like, you know what I'm saying? They, they can do the same thing, basically. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like they can, they, they, anyone can do this. It's not just, you know what I'm saying? It, I, I can instill that confidence in anybody. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point of it. But um, yeah, like that's that's yeah, like I, I love doing it. And as far as the OnlyFans thing, like I've been asked a hundred times to make an OnlyFans, but I just I try. I, I told myself I, I wouldn't do it because so many like kids reach out to me too and say they look up to me or like right, they like right. my pictures and stuff like that. So like. I don't kind of want to like get into that, and then they accidentally see something like that, or you know what I'm saying? The parent right. get mad at me because a, a, a kid trying to pay for a subscription to OnlyFans or some of that. So that's the only reason why I haven't really jumped into that realm of things. But yeah, but other than that, like I, I definitely, I, and the that's body legit reason. Thing. Yeah, and, and that's legit because you know I I think about even myself being an educator. I said there are things I can't do. I can't post certain mm-hmm. things. You know. Mm-hmm. Even having this conversation, I had to make sure we word things the correct way because if we were unfiltered, they may come back to me. You know what I mean? So I had to, you know, just make sure we can talk about certain things, but just keep it, you know, very kind of PG. But, you know, people still know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go to Monica real quick and then we'll wrap things up. We'll go around. Um, but go ahead, Monica. Yeah, I think I'm going to be really short. Like, I don't have experience with OnlyFans. Um, I would never <laughs> think of exposing myself like that. Um, but, um, you know, when you were talking about the modeling and stuff, I think it's amazing how many models with vitiligo we have in our community. Uh, mm-hmm. While at the same time, I would love the community to understand that not everyone has to become a model just because they have vitiligo. Like, there is a place for everyone in the world and maybe you don't want to be doing this kind of job, you know, um, because I think um, there might be a little bit pressure in like thinking, you know, if I'm insecure and I don't want to be modeling, 
um, but maybe I can't do this kind of job um, because people are going to judge me in a different career, right. then maybe I have to become a model because what else can I do, you know? And I, I just uh -huh. feel like that's really sad. And um, yeah, not everyone has to become a model. And while um, you want to do this kind of job and you love doing it, that's amazing. And I cheer you on and it's really like, it's great because if that's your calling, do whatever, you know, you feel like doing. And as Mark said, if you're not harming anyone in the process, <laughs> then go ahead and have fun, you know, like for sure. So yeah, that's my two cents on this. And look, for me, I, I'm not gonna, you know, go out there and bear it all to the world. I'm, I'm just a private person like that. But I'll dress up as a superhero in a heartbeat. You know, you give me a Captain America costume <laughs> or, or whoever. I don't do Spider-Man. I don't like Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll do that, you know. But, you know, we we find what works for us, what's comfortable for us, um, and what allows us to explore who we are as people, who we are, you know, um, in intimate situations, who we are in relationships, you know. And, and we'll realize, yes, for our community, we have one thing in common, which is vitiligo, but at the end of the day, we're all individual people. Mm -hmm. And what works for Elena, what works for Monica, what works for Javon, what works for me, maybe all different things. And, you know, and, and we have to move forward thinking like that. And whereas somebody's out there listening to this conversation going, you know, I'm glad they said that. Um, I'm glad they're talking about that because I've always wanted to talk about it, but nobody's mentioning it, mentioning, you know, um going on instagram and talking about my body and taking a picture in the bikini it's okay you know you didn't show any of your vital flesh parts to the world you know you're good you know <laughs> i'm sure i think instagram will block that anyway but you know uh and there are platforms for that for people who you know want to take it to that stage but you know i mean we just have to embrace each other and and just realize we're all a different we're walking different paths and there's nothing wrong with walking a different pathway you know uh, but i'm going to say this before we wrap up i appreciate you three coming on having this conversation um and i want to say thank you to monica you brought it up to me um to have this conversation i'm like yeah <laughs> how do i present this okay let me think about it um and elena thank you for jumping on board and javon unfortunately sharon cannot be with us she just texts me she's still in traffic um and if we have to do a round two we'll do a round two i don't mind um but before we go i want to go around the table um although for our listeners we're not sitting at a table but let's go around and leave our <laughs> listeners with some words of encouragement and then i'll follow up and wrap things up and close us out so let's start with monica okay so i would like everyone to know that if they feel a little insecure and if they are questioning their their self-worth or attractiveness because of their vitiligo um that's normal and i think everyone goes through the same thing at the beginning however you are loved and worthy just the way you are just because you exist as a human being and um don't worry, you will have sex and you will have a lot of fun as well. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. That was unexpected, but thank you for sharing that. Um, it, it's a part of life, honestly. And that person, that person who heard that it just cringed, guess what? It's a part of life. It happens. Well, you know um, why I said it? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I said this because um, Jovan said that when he was growing up, he was worried that he will never have sex, and right, I right. felt the exact same. You know, I felt like mm-hmm. I, I yeah. was I was like, oh my god, like I'm gonna be alone. I'm never gonna have a boyfriend. I was actually writing my diary, repeating, I am so ugly. I'm never gonna have a boyfriend. And then I thought, um, maybe when like I become a little older and my um, my pubic hair is going to start growing it's going to cover it and then i didn't realize it's not going to be no. dark okay it's right. not going to cover anything so you know so i want to encourage everyone who feels um the same way that we felt before you're right. going to be just fine you're going to be okay everyone went through it we all made it and we're happy right. now and it works like normal just put it that way it is it doesn't <laughs> yeah. stop you from performing. <laughs> Let's go to Elena. Um, so I would like to second that. I think, um, Monica, you summed that up perfectly. I also want to say you're not alone. You know, you have a huge community of, um, you know, people that have vitiligo who you can talk to and share and vent. And those of us who have chosen to be on the forefront of things and you know, open up ourselves up, um, you know, to be a listening ear or a sounding board or just to be able to say, hey, listen, you know, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, you have a community, you have support. So please don't, you know, take on life like you have to take it on by yourself. You know, even if there's no one in your particular area, you know, you have you have people that hear you and see you and understand you and are willing to listen and to be a safe space for you so absolutely absolutely and and there are so many of us on social media like you can always reach out to somebody so don't feel like like you say you're not alone not at all you know michael jackson said it best you're not alone i'm here for you there we go let's go to javon um I mean, what I would say is, you know, just never let your bit of LIGO stop you from anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, us having bit of LIGO shouldn't stop you from any type of accomplishment that you want to that you want to do in life. I mean, all it is is a physical difference, like a physical appearance that's different. You know, what I'm saying? it doesn't stop how amazing of a person you are, how smart of a person you are, how driven of a person you are. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I try to I try to drill that into so many people, you know what I'm saying? They get so down on, you know, looking in the mirror and not looking like everybody else. And I try to tell people that's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a blessing to not look like everybody else and not want to look like everybody else. We live in a world where everything is such a copycat, you know what I'm saying? Copycat thing. But you look in the mirror, nobody can copy you. Nobody can look like you. You know what I'm saying? Only you can look like you. You know what I'm saying? With what we have, nobody can be duplicated as us, like our skin and everything. So, I mean, I just try to tell people, like, you, you, you're a walking blessing. Like, you're a walking blessing. Like, like God or your whoever you choose to pray to chose to give you, you know what I'm saying, this unique skin condition to where, like, nobody can be you. You can only be you. You have no choice but to be yourself. So embrace it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
that's what I say to everybody and, and anybody that, and like, like, like Elena said, we got a community now. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have models, Mm-mm. people on TV and people in movies and, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's actually people in movies now, you know what I'm saying? Putting makeup on to, to symbolize that they have in a life. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yeah, like we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, we didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's so many resources that people can use and people can talk to. And like I, I tell people, like, I'm so open. Like, you can always DM me, message me, call me if you're having a hard time. Like, if you need somebody to talk to and anything like that. So there's so many resources now that people can 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 feel more comfortable and, you know what I'm saying, not be alone. And there's so many events. And I encourage people to meet others with Vitiligo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Meet people that have Vitiligo. You know what I'm saying? Set up meet and greet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Me and Elena have met a, a number of times now, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People with vitiligo, like we 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 try to meet and link as much as possible because we know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? So I encourage that also. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, and, and you know, and everything that all of you have said is very true to our community and for those without vitiligo. You know, we are all unique in our own ways. Um, vitiligo makes us stand out. I don't care what room you're going to, you're gonna stand out. Mm-hmm. But what truly is going to make you stand out is who you are as a person, you know, your heart, how you treat other people, how you treat yourself, um, the way you think, you know, your thought patterns and and the things you like to do, your hobbies, all those things truly make you and mold you into the person that you are. Um, And I I say vitiligo is just one of many things. Um, And it's interesting because I do presentations for the kids at my school about uh, ways we are different ways we are alike and what makes us unique. And I usually go into the discussion about vitiligo. And now I have kids walking around the school saying, I am unique. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's all I want you to know. You are so unique, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where it starts well, with a lot of us. We start with our kids, but we have to believe it when we speak it. When we say I'm unique, mm-hmm. I'm special, we have to believe it, you know? And it's beyond our skin. It is beyond our spots, you know? And um, before our panel, I appreciate you guys being here, having this discussion. It was great. It went over um, more than what I expected. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, wow, we're still talking. But this is a great conversation for our listeners. We thank you for tuning in and listening to this conversation. And for somebody out there in one of the many countries that listen, there's 47 different countries, somebody's going to hear this conversation and say, thank you. It's exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm going to say to you, thank you for tuning in. So make sure you take the time to love someone, love your family, love your friends, love your enemies. Yes, I said that, love your enemies. But most of all, look in that mirror and tell yourself, I love you, because we don't do enough of that. Y'all take care. You've been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Love you guys. You'll take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to Living Life and Love Perspectives with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends podcast can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Facebook. Once again, BitFriends podcasts are sponsored by My Vitiligo Team.